Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sport Intern Special, a podcast in which we speak to those at the very top of sporting federations, both inside and outside the Olympic movement. My interview in this episode is with a man who admitted that he liked wearing hats, and he has some important ones to choose from. In November, he was voted in as the president of the Global Association of International Sports Federations. He added that hat to the one he was already wearing as the president of the International Olympic Winter Sports Federations, not to mention being the president of Sport Accord. And the list just continues. A former bobsledder and a national coach as well. My interview is with Ivo Ferriani. And he began by telling me how important the Winter Olympics were to China. In China, winter sport, it was a new challenge because also in the, in the aim of the government is that to take 300 million of Chinese to the winter sports is a huge, is a huge challenge. But I can say, no problem was uh, uh, treated uh, with fear or with, uh, let me say, prevention. So everything was done with the solution ready uh, in two minutes. You know, uh, when we, we proposed something or something was a bit challenged, uh, the great cooperation with the Chinese organizing committee, it was great. And then we, we had the, right away some solution possible. And you yourself have gone on record to say that these will be, uh, you know, a safe Olympic Games and that uh, you're ready for the Winter Olympics. Let's look at that term safe, because already we know that there are some in infections coming through from Beijing. There's a very tight control on the closed loop. What, what would be safe? Do you have figures or parameters where you where you say, yeah, you know, we expect this. If we go beyond that, then we're, we're thinking, okay, that's not so good. You know, how do you balance that out? I'm just relating uh, the data from uh, from Tokyo. At the end of the story, Tokyo have zero point zero something, or you know, uh, the impact of the virus was absolutely, uh, you know, not countable. So nothing special. And in China, it would be the same, of course, uh, living with zero, absolutely zero. Uh, positive test, it will be almost impossible. But I'm sure with the protocol is in place and all the control and the really uh, disciplined uh, system, I don't think we will have uh, major issues. So safer, I think it will be safer than ever. Everyone will be monitorized, checked, and they are uh, vaccinated. So I think at the end of the story, it will be even safer than before. We've got Beijing now, and of course, Milano Cortina, which is going to be your home territory coming up for the next games. Um, what lessons, and are you already looking at Beijing and saying, what can we take from here that we can make better when we get to Milan Cortina? Is that process ongoing? And, and how do you view Beijing in, in light of uh, you know what will happen uh, in Italy coming up? Well, you know, we learn always uh, one experience to the other one game to the other, one competition to the other. So, and always we, we make analyze, in my federation, we make always analyze about uh, uh, what we perform as a federation uh, organizer in any event. So it's normal, I, I organized Torino 2006 and then I learned from many mistakes. And so we try to reduce the mistakes in the next uh, edition. 
And so I think that we will learn from any games, Tokyo, uh, Beijing, to transfer this knowledge to Paris, to Milano Cortina. Of course, the first things we learn, we have to be flexible and we have to be prepared. Anything can happen you now, but any problem have at least one solution. So I, I don't like the people say, oh, we have a problem. Yeah, okay, problem, every day we have a problem. But we, as a human um, being, we have to find uh, to find always solution and we are able to find the solution. Three years ago, who can imagine this situation? I'm not fear about anything. I just fear when the people don't want to find solution. But in this case, we find solution for Tokyo, we find solution for Beijing, and we will find Solution. I, I hope not the, the same problems in Milano Cortina and Paris, but in case we, we are always ready to find solution. You know? And of course, you go into these Olympic Games for the first time as being president of both Geis and um, the, uh, the Olympic Winter uh, Federations. How much more pressure is there on you in terms of what you need to produce from that with these two hats that you'll be wearing? You know, I like wearing hats. You know, because I have no problem about things. Because uh, I was elected to take responsibility, and then the more responsibility gives me also more energy to work. But you know, the thing, the good things. I'm a leader of leaders. I'm not just me. I work with other leaders uh, in the winter sport, from ski to curling to biathlon to all uh, luge and skiing. Uh, you know, all, all my colleagues. They are great leaders. So working together, we find obviously so. Uh, the pressure is shared within uh, within people, you know. That's, uh, you know, and, and again, it's, um, I believe in the working group, in the leadership, and the spreaded leadership. That's it. Is uh, started in, uh, in IOVF, the Winter Sport uh, Federation Association, and guys, the same thing. You know, I try to provoke a discussion just to find solution. You know, don't forget, I come with uh, from the. A coaching experience. Let me make the, this uh, this example. Teach four big guy to jump in a foreman in the right position with the right synergy, with different character and a strong character. Means uh, you have to be able to, you know, to deal with those people to the best uh, goal. And the best goal is to win. So it's not me saying, oh, we have to do the things. Please, I have my idea. Of course, I have my. Uh, vision, but I share always uh, with my colleagues and then ask for feedback. So that's the way I think to be successful in life, not just in sport. And I suppose in many ways you are one of the best people who can answer this question because you've not only been a coach, but you've been a very successful athlete as well. And now here you are in the position as, as an official in the highest sort of rankings. Um, a lot has been talked about political boycotts taking place um, at Beijing. You know, we, we've heard it from the United States, from Britain, Australia, I think the Danes as well. What is your take on that with regards to uh, boycotts and, and, and if if it ever spills into the realm of the sports, you know, people themselves. I hate the word boycott, you know, absolutely. Uh, please stay out from the sport. Politics have to do other things, you know, if they want to boycott, they boycott uh, politically, not using the athletes. Thinking about how many athletes have just one shot in life to be at the games, to perform at the games. And to be misused for someone, I don't accept that things. I was an athlete, friend of mine, there was a, uh, there was a tomb in uh, Los Angeles or in Moscow, 
and then said they missed the chance to be at the games. It, nobody paid back for the things yeah, for, just because some people want to use them. Please use the Olympic truce to stop any things. Games and the sport is out of any other discussion. If you want to solve the problem, deal directly government to government. Let the sport to play this, his role to create emotion for the people and to motivate the people to inspire the new generation. Uh, I was reading a little bit about, I think it was the Jamaican bobsleigh team. And I was reading about how um, I think there's a desperate need to try and get one maybe African team uh, to qualify. Uh, in your position now, how much concern do you have that, you know, in a lot of these cases, the sports are played in countries where you have snow and you're not going to have a lot of snow falling in Africa or in Asia or in parts of Latin America. How do you then balance that out and, and bring in people from those parts of the world where they just don't have the natural access to the conditions where they can practice and become you know, better? You know, now we have the, the fact in our sport that many athletes, they are successful uh, coming with the, for Netherlands, for example. Uh, nation without mountain, without uh, real, uh, let me say, sliding sport facilities. Uh, we want to follow the universality of the sport. Of course, uh, doing bobs and even easier skeleton, you don't need to be born in a winter country. You can be born in any uh, country where you can do track and field athletics, for example. No? And then you, uh, all this. Uh, quality can help you to come. So we have to promote, and I won't promote Africa, I won't promote South America, I won't promote Asia, and Asia already they're coming because with the opportunity for, from Pyeongchang, Nagano first, Pyeongchang, and now with, with Beijing, they are stronger and stronger. So but we have to work the things, but everyone have to be committed, not just to come to the games, but make a program to follow all the requirements to be qualified. Because it's not just to show up one day, just to show up. We want to have athletes, they can be uh, the ambassador in their country, in their continent about our sport and the winter sport in general. You know, it's important to open the door to, to this kind of uh, uh, athletes. You know, I can just thinking uh, one day, I hope to have uh, some athletes from Saudi Arabia where the winter is, is not absolutely not considered, but with the good athletes and the, the good, uh, let me say, uh, support from the Federation, we can also expand this universality and not just uh, stay in a certain latitude of the world, you know, just to make worldwide some sport, not all, but some sport uh, possible. I just want to move away a little bit from uh, the, the winter sports and Beijing. And of course, you uh, are now also the president of uh, Geist. And, and I suppose it caused a bit of a drama, you know, when, when you came out and said uh, that, you know, Geist needs to be dissolved and there is a motion perhaps at the General Assembly. Can you clarify that and maybe even just give us what the latest scenario is regarding that? Yeah, I take over just the, what was decided before me and coming. And, you know, I like provocate discussion because I received the minute of the meeting said, hey, you speak out of things. I said, there is no reason, that, uh, reason to, to exist for this guy. So we have to do some, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. It's not me to say. He's wrote in the, in the report. So you decided. So now, uh, you know, I think always uh, in, the, in the world, in the life, I'm against the revolution I'm for the evolution. So try to move from one situation to another one. If this one doesn't work, and, but it's normal for every organization, a certain point to be reshaped, reconsidered, reanalyzed. And sometimes 
you close one and you open a better one in a different way and so on. But again, it's not me and then I'm crazy, I want to dissolve and so on. It was just follow up one decision taken before by my predecessor. But now, probably with my support, we will find the right solution to uh, be more dynamic, more, uh, let me say, professional, and probably to, to care much better the interest for all the different parts in, in today in guys and tomorrow in a new uh, situation. And, and, and does, that, does that mean that, that this new dynamic, uh, more professional uh, sort of look that, that you as president want to bring in, does that continue in the format of guys? Or does that mean you have to reshape it, remodel it and change it and, and create something completely different? We are working on it. So don't ask me things I don't want to say at the moment. But believe me, this solution will be absolutely the best solution for the interest of everyone. Summer Olympic, Winter Olympics, recognize and not recognize federation. Believe me, I love the new sport. I love the new federation. So, and not again. So, me am you know not so much a traditionalist. Uh, I try to open. So, I, I love to see also in um, in Paris the breaking, or climbing, or surfing, or skateboard. And you know, it's important that because we open the door to new generations. So on. So. We have to consider all the federation, Olympic and not Olympic. And there we can find probably the future, uh, let me say, sport discipline for our uh, events. And sitting in amongst all of that, of course, are the very uh, sports of guys themselves. Things like the, the World Combat Games, uh, the World Urban Games. Can, can you give us an idea about how you imagine the future for those games? Because I think already we have Saudi Arabia being awarded the, uh, the World Combat Games in 2023, for example. I don't want to say many words. We don't want overlapping duplication and to have uh, too much things. We want to have efficient programs, sustainable in all the terms and professionalized uh, on, the, uh, on the organization. Let me work and working with my colleagues, not just me. I told you before, me, I'm not just one leader. I'm leader of leaders. With the common work, we will find the best way to optimize the opportunity we have with the different sport, with the different event and so on. But again, I'm working and I don't want to say that before that I'm moving forward. You know, so uh, I need my colleagues to help me to find the social. I'm just leader of leaders. I'm a coach of this team. And But because somebody else made evidence on some problem, I am here to solve the problems and to find the best solution, not to, not to kill to uh, make stronger some uh, some situation in a different way. Let me work. Well, I, I wait with excitement to see what uh, what results you come up with for that. Uh, you have so many hats. Of course, you also are uh, the, the new Sport Accord president, and we have the, the long-awaited return of uh, Sport Accord in uh, Ekaterinburg in, in Russia. Can you give us an idea as to what will be key on the agenda for that? Well, you know, we, we need Sport Accord for the future, very strong. And then, uh, you know, I support Sport Accord strongly. We have to reconsider many things. You know, a Sport Accord can be the, the right place to meet each other and is the right place to meet each other. So anyway, what's happened before is happened before. Now I'm working for the future. So, and you know, my motto for my federation, sliding into the future. And I'm doing also in these, so I, I don't want to say too many things. I'm not the guy that make the proclaim. Oh, I will, I will, no, 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 let me work. And my coach, I asked my people to, my colleagues and friends, uh, to uh, 
help me to find the best solution in the common interest. And believe me, we will have a discussion like in every family, sometimes some tough discussion, but at the end of the story, we will come out with the common best solution possible. <laughs> I, I, I totally understand that. And I want to end on a, on, a, on a fun note, on a light note, and take you back to your time as an athlete, because I'm sure maybe a lot of people aren't aware of this story, but maybe you could share it uh, with us for everyone. Um, it's the 1998 Games, uh, when I think you had a bet with, uh, with a French driver, Bruno Minigillon, that if he won a medal, that you would do something rather special. Can you, can you take it up and tell us what happened? Uh, I was a coach, not athlete at this time. I was coaching the, the French team. And then, uh, you know, because normally, uh, you know, I look like sometime as a visionary, but I make always my calculation and so Two years prior, the, the games in Nagano, I was with the French team. I declared that we, French team, here we will win one medal. And nobody believed me, so okay, it's good. So it's coming the, the day of the, the competition. You know, we have two days competition, two run, one day, two run. The first run, he made a disaster. Made <laughs> me a disaster. You know, it was everything was against what he did in the, during the week. So, and, and it was eight. Oh my God. Everybody, oh, you see, you, you declare you in a medal. But sometime, I don't know, uh, God, the lucky come to you. And then, and the second run was canceled for weather province on. And my colleague said, oh, you say that you will win a medal. I will win a medal tomorrow. If I win a medal, I will go down the track, walk down the track in, in underwear. So, <laughs> no, it's, you know, I like to challenge me, not just challenge other people. So, and the day after, first run, Bruno Mijoni made the third run, the third, third best time, and the second run, the best time. At the end of the story, we was a third tie with the British. So, for the eighth, you know. <laughs> And I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> the people would come to me, hey, hey, hey you challenge. Oh, my God. I remember. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> okay, okay. I pay my fee. So I, I take out everything. Just, I was prepared. <laughs> Long underwear. <laughs> and I have, I have, uh, I, I wear my hat, cowboy hat, black, underwear black, boots are black, and decoration. <laughs> but believe me, it was very cold at the end of the story. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. 1.5 kilometer walking down. At the beginning, I tried to walk, and then I began to run. Come on. <laughs> you can imagine. It was keep a fantastic moment of my life. So if you happen to be in Beijing in February and see a man walking very fast down a slope in his underwear, fear not, it's probably Evo having won yet another bet. Well, that's all in this episode. Stay safe and don't forget you can catch up with all the news from the world of sport in the Sport Intern Daily Newsletter. <laughs>